we sleepwalk through it And just like there's nothing to it And they will sing to you, baby As they taxi daily You know I can't sleep beside it Because I know what lies behind it And if you run from it, baby It will chase you daily And when I say there's nothing to it You know that's a lie I sweat for the day and all night I cry Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast, the first 90 Minute Cynic podcast of 2017. I'm your host as always, Chris Gallagher, um, and I'm joined by the housewife's favourite. Um, oh, we, boom, I'm not the owl anymore. No, Great, we're, fantastic. We're, we're, we're resetting, uh, we're resetting the, the, the names. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. Great to be back. Happy to see you. I'm happy to see you. Uh, Keenan Haran, of course, the stat, at least not a stat, man. I was, I was the freight tree. The freight tree, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know take any interesting stats so yeah that'd be of no use yeah just make your <laughs> fucking point mate uh it's been a while but the sermani serman bot the sermani i guess is back i'm back and i'm here and we're gonna do this okay be- before i say anything else pat roberts right yeah just the best he is the best and that's the, the podcast. Best. Uh, thank you for listening that. Uh, Keith McGinty, of course. Uh, Harji, how are you? I'm grand. How's yourself, Christopher? Not too bad. Yeah, it's more talk later on. Um, <laughs> just 90 minutes in it. Uh, Merry, Christ- Merry Christmas. Happy New Year <laughs> to everyone. And fuck, it's the first one of the season. <laughs> the season. New Year, Jesus. Um, happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> happy New Year to all the listeners. Um, congratulations to Naz who won the, the competition, and who gave us a smashing box of Fox's Biscuits, which Sarmani and Kieran are dominating. Good for you guys. Lovely, lovely. Get in touch. Thanks very much for that. Thank you. Um, great competition, Keith. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah, it went, good d- setting up. went well. Um, a lot of exposure. A lot of fundraise for the Celtic Foundation. Yeah, went well. Good stuff. Uh, I got to DM with Kieran Tierney, which uh, calmed down Louis. God so, damn it. Um, but no, it was good. Me and Keir just having a, having talking about a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, I heard they said Patrick Roberts was a really great guy as well. Surprisingly, yeah, he's uh, a big yeah. fan of Roberts yeah, <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Louis doesn't like all those pictures online of them. I know. Roommates, pals, buddies. Bro, it'll be over soon. Um, that's creepy. <laughs> really creepy. Uh, but well, also over the Christmas and, and New Year period, we released the supplement, which was a collection of different <coughs> articles covering different subjects. Uh, I did one on Marco Van Basten on my, myself. You should check it out. It's good. Thumbs up from Sir Manny. Let him read it because he's a CDI guy. Before I put it out, what was it you saying that people don't didn't realise how much of a graveyard CDI was for strikers in those days? Absolutely, strikers. Top strikers would go to Serie A and not be able to perform. Um, the level that he performed at and basically the hardest era to score in Serie A was frighteningly good. Yeah. Probably the most complete striker I've ever seen. I agree with I agree with you. Uh, Ian Rush completely flopped. Yep. Um, your man um, Dennis Bergkamp completely flopped. Yep. There are obviously, in, in every situation, there's, you know, Mitigating circumstances, tangibles, tangibles, tangibles um, because obviously they were insanely good strikers. But it, it's incredible, um, 
And uh, yes, Syria in those days was was terrific. Getting back to that level, is it? Is it getting near to in terms of challenging to being one of the, the, the Premier Leagues in the? Um, I don't. I think it's it's more it's more entertaining in terms of it's more open. You're going to get more goals, which uh, doesn't necessarily mean the quality is better. But it's certainly it's a one-team league now. An really? Enjoyable watch. So what? So Scotland, and we've got a podcast about it. That's right. You start. To be fair, uh, it is a horrible team. Yeah. To be fair, Juventus. So those guys are alright. No, 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 no. Uh, but no, but I mean, uh, you know, Kim makes the point about it being a one-team league. Most of the most of the big teams leagues are. I mean, you get PSG in France. You got who are third? I, I know. I, I just I just mean in, in general. Because, Aye, yeah, uh, no. know, it's been what they were on what three in a row, four in a row. Yeah. Um, and, and there will be shifts and there will be turns. That happens all the time. I mean, what it was Arsenal, Man United, and then it was Chelsea, and then. But t- one team usually just comes in and, and dominates in these leagues. I I, I think. We t- just we throw this out there. I think when the next five years Milan will be a powerhouse in Europe again, based on nothing more than um, making a prediction. That <laughs> yeah, but so I suppose it'll only be if Berlusconi sells up because apparently he's not really interested in running the club, but he's not willing to sell it on because apparently they're not Chinese businessmen want to buy over both Milan clubs and There's stuff happening. Can I heavily put a lot of money I heard, in? I heard that stuff the, happening. I heard, and I don't. This wasn't confirmed or denied that. The Chinese businessman rumor was made up by Berlusconi to get more interest in Milan and to try and kind of push through a higher sale. But you know whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. But uh, you know, Milan have clearly have the potential to again become one of the powerhouses. See when they invest the money that they get from Donnarumma going to Celtic, Real Madrid, with Kieran Tierney. <laughs> that that that'll be a, that'll be soon. Some team that's going to be. I think when Roberts leaves, Tierney's going to be really upset. Then he'll just go, that's it. I'll know. I'm off to Real Madrid. I'll come for him, don't worry. Louis, can you not. Look, you're busting at the gut. Let's just get into this. Okay, but I just want to. We want to comment <laughs> on, the, on the supplement, and there's a lot of hard work went, <coughs> behind, went on behind the scenes. And just if you can give us a few thanks, because it was yourself, Keith, and yeah, Christian I'm who did that. A job. Um, I'm sub editor. Christian took the the lead in this, and he done a fantastic job. Um, well, <laughs> ah, thank you, uh, Matt Ryan, sure was who right. was doing the analytics along with Stevie Greve, um, Graham McKay, who's our Celtic historian. Uh, we also have uh, celebrated novelist Andy Duggan, 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 Andy Duggan, um, who wrote a piece on the Lisbon Lions from his Lisbon Lions book. We also have Ronan Kier- Ronan Kearney. Writing about Celtic we from Boyzone. Absolutely no doubt about it. Hard Alan. Um, what the hell was that? Hard Alan. Hard Alan. That's no way it sounds that's like. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's a Muppet version of the Bee Gees. But do it again. Hard Alan. That's how Ronan does it. Don't even try and come at me like that. Hard Alan. That's how he does it. No, he doesn't. We need to move on. No, well, you're at we're, we're going to revisit this. <laughs> we're going to revisit this shortly. Um, big thank you to um, Brendan Cusebo, who's writing a column for us, as is um, Patrick Solik, and we've got Owen Coyle as well. Um, Ryan <laughs> Clark. From being the manager of Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> Ryan uh, Clark's our Irish football correspondent. He's been writing a wee bit for the website for I a while been, now. Uh, he's been writing for a couple of years. Yeah, and we also had a Christopher Gallagher. Gallagher. Uh, uh, right. Is it hard G? Soft G? It's a hard G. Alright. <laughs> um, I've heard that clown before, but I can't think of where. Did you write some? I did, I. 
How long did that take you? It was an article on Marco Van Basten. You may, you, you may have mentioned the last, <laughs> forgot about the last 10 minutes. Obviously last Thank you very much to everybody that's wrote. We are always looking for um, new writers, so if you're interested in um, writing something for the supplement, we're looking to give you a platform. So if you've got anything football-related, doesn't have to be Celtic. It has to be good, though. Aye, we're not. Nay, crap. Yours only get in because you know the login. That's. I'm only get in because I own the website. <laughs> so. Well, that is well. You suck it. That is well. Just. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. <laughs> he's a Berlusconi. The website. <laughs> I'm assuming Brian's. <laughs> Brian's going to listen to this podcast, so I just like to unequivocally state, and I feel I can speak for the podcast officially, even though I don't own it but there will be none of that American football shite in the supplement. <laughs> Even though none of us have read the supplement, <laughs> if we ever do, we don't want to read any of that stuff. <laughs> you said it, good All right. spokesman for the, the entire nine minutes, isn't it, Chris and Mike? Oh, well, <laughs> did I say it in the order there? No. Oh. I do know Brian will never hear that. <laughs> great podcast, guys. <laughs> Okay, so uh, great stuff, um, Keith, and again, genuine thanks for everyone who contributed. Uh, Next one out, uh, but beginning on March. Okay, good stuff. Um, and as, as Keith said, just contact us on Twitter, um, yeah, <coughs> other the email. Um, but let's actually talk about what's been happening over the last couple of weeks. Um, the winter break, we are now in January, so there's not going to be any games until the 28th. 22nd Albion Rovers. It's Sunday. not the 28th. 22nd no. Albion Rovers, St. Johnson, we played the midweek and then it's 28th. Right, okay. So it's two enough. games before that. Okay, well, so we're, we're back sooner than I thought. Actually, I thought, I thought we were off the whole January. It's still, it's still, what, two or three weeks. Um, that's fine. That's cool. Uh, the, the squad are in Dubai. Um, have you been enjoying the Snapchats, Lou? And the um, Instagrams? Um, I've not seen the, the Snapchats but I've seen the, the pictures on Twitter it looks as if they're having a great time Chris it looks like they're having a terrific a bloody, bloody whale of a time and you know what after what's happened December the, after you know what's happened bloody, they deserve it they've earned it they've earned it, it. They've earned they've it. Bloody, they've good on them um, but the last game of the before we went for the break was the Glasgow Derby um, Rangers 1 Celtic 2 Louis thoughts uh, initially I was a bit kind of surprised at how the game started. Obviously, Rangers started very much in the front foot and really kind of went for it. And we looked a wee bit hesitant. Um, we couldn't quite get into our, into our usual stride. I don't know. I don't know if it was maybe the atmosphere. If if they were just a, a bit intimidated or, or had built it up too much in their own heads, going away to Ibrox and. I would imagine that this would be the game that they would really want to win badly. So um, I don't know if they, if they just built it up too much, but they didn't. We didn't start off very well. Um, Rangers, to be fair, didn't really create too many clear cut chances in that first half hour when they were they were dominant. I thought I thought, but I, I didn't I thought Gordon made two terrific saves. He did. He did. Uh, Gordon, Gordon was. I, I thought Gordon was really quite good and on the day, but. I still felt as if, if if we got ourselves sorted, we would do all right. And that's eventually the way it panned out. I mean, we got the Dembele's finish was fantastic. I mean, what what a goal to get us back into it. And then from that point on, really, we dominated the next 10 minutes of the game. Um, 
didn't really give them much of a look in until they they, they had a wee bit of a better spell in the kind of six minutes injury time that they had. But um, and then second half we ran over the top of them. I think we we came out and started the better team. Um, and you know when the likes of Sinclair start playing to his starts playing to his potential and Armstrong who was just all over the place and fantastic. I think he had about five shots himself. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, once we kind of started clicking, got a passing game going, the better team won, and and they they done us proud, and it was a great great goal to win it as well. But carbon copy of their goal to do for. I, I agree with you, and I want other people's thoughts on this because we we did. I mean, Keith, you were there, but we'll get your kind of perspective of actually being in the game. Um, we did run over them in the second half, but we still gave them that big opportunity. Chris or my, is that a worry, or is that just how Brendan Rodgers' teams play, and we have to get, we have to accept that we're going to lose goals? Um, is it a worry? The biggest worry that came out of that game, if I'm looking at it objectively, is the wastefulness that we had, because there was quite a lot made of how good their keeper was. I don't think their keeper made a very any great saves. Now he made some smart saves, good saves. He had a lot. He's seen a lot of shots in at him. But could you pick out one where you thought, oh, that's a top save? Not really, because the amount of chances we had, we were wasteful with them. Now, Armstrong was unbelievable. He's running, he's passing, he ran the legs off him. He was superb. But he was really wasteful with his shots. Now, that's the only thing you could say about the game for me that's that's negative, because I'm going to be really positive about it, because that's me, you know? Positive for money. Positive for money. But... The fact of the matter is, at the very end, I mean, Miller's sclaff where he hit the inside of the post, it could have been two each. Now, the narrative after that would have been completely different about the game. But we didn't. We managed to win, so it was fine, and we could talk about how many chances and stuff like that had we had. But this is quite a common theme for us, not being clinical, not taking the vast amount of chances we have. It could have came back and bit us in the arse, but it See, didn't. I, I don't know how we... Um counter that because we've got class in all areas you know you mentioned Sinclair absolutely Dembele's Dembele when Roberts came on which we'll get to terrific these guys are clinical and you know they're technically gifted mm-hmm. they get into great positions why aren't they that's that's what I you know we are we are quite wasteful in position in finishing from a finishing point of view yeah and Kieran you get any kind of thoughts on that or who else stood out for you um can you remember the game now <laughs> Not too much, yeah. Um, I, what, I, what I did like about the game and what I've seen an awful lot more of Rodgers is it's times where the first half we're not playing particularly well, we're not controlling and dominating the game as much as we should be and Rodgers seems to pick up on it and at half time he obviously must have a go at them saying you're not doing this, this is what you should be doing and they take it on board and then they come out and the second half performances are just so much better. There's been a number of games, mostly away from home, where you can see a difference at half time. Rogers obviously great manager because he can he can read the game. He can read where things aren't happening. He can read where players aren't doing what maybe they should be doing or doing doing things that he thinks they should do. He seems to iron it out at half time, and in the second half they just come out. And at times he can blow the team away. I mean, there's been a couple of games where we have totally dominated second halves, where the opposition have barely even got in our box. And again, that happened uh, last Saturday, where first half. They controlled most of the game. The other thing as well for me was it took a Scott Brown hard challenge for the team to all of a sudden wake up. I mean, it shouldn't need a challenge like that. It should Scott be. Scott Brown was having a poor game up until then. 
He, he was. was, he was, he was it, it, it seemed to wake up the whole team. Yeah. All of a sudden, it kind of woke them up and went, oh, that's right, we're in a game here. And it kind of then kicked them on. What I thought was very apparent in the first half an hour was the intensity of them getting on top of us and we couldn't hold on to the ball. I think we really, really missed Rogic because in terms of you've got... <laughs> <laughs> Dembele was fantastic, right? But Dembele's game isn't hugely about taking the ball, facing away from goal. Now, Rogic does that and a lot of people don't you know, necessarily um, notice him for doing that. I do. In, t- <laughs> in terms of getting the ball and him being able to shield it and hold it, Rogic is really important at that. And I think if he'd been playing, a lot of that bluster would have been broken up by him taking the ball and bringing the other players in. That didn't happen because we had Kalmak up there who really was as us- that, useful fa- as a ferry on yeah, the day. The fact that Louis Feed yourself, peace. Louis claiming the... Uh, Rogic, you're claiming Roberts and he's claiming Callum McGregor <laughs> as his player. No, no, but McGregor, McGregor can't function in that role. And I thought McGregor was pretty poor no till the second half. No one does. If you think, if you think about that, whenever Rogic doesn't play, whoever he play, replaces him with, it's usually an extra midfielder. So they take away that kind of extra man yeah, beside them barely, and that kind of hold up play within the number ten role because McGregor then kind of plays side by side with Armstrong ahead of Brown. It's not like one of them should be ahead of each other. Armstrong does his usual, he's box-to-box. I mean, he, every game he's box-to-box, he's just that engine. Um, McGregor should then be further further forward if he's replaced Rodgers' position. So he should be in that kind of number 10, taking the ball on, protecting it more and trying to play it forward into the, the wingers or into Dembele. But we don't have we don't seem to have anybody else other than Rodgers whenever he doesn't play to play that position. Correct. And I'd just like to say that one of the other reasons I felt that we weren't particularly good in the first half an hour was the right-hand side was, sorry, I'm going to say it, Lustig wasn't particularly good and neither was that no-necked charlatan in front of him, James Forrest. <laughs> uh, he wasn't even playing first half. I don't think, I, I don't honestly, thought, I think no, Forrest touched the I ball. I really love this positive view, by the way, this is brilliant. <laughs> no, Forrest, I mean... It, Let's be honest, he's been very good at points this season, a player rejuvenated and stuff like that, but he's he started to kind of dip. Um, and I think when you get Forrest doesn't starting to beat a man, you know, he can tend to drift in and be quite wasteful. That's what he was like against against Rangers, I thought. It didn't look as if he wanted to get involved either. He wasn't really shown for much, I didn't think. Mm. He had. Uh, I thought he absolutely had. Yeah. And, and, and Lustig was getting absolutely dominated he's for he's pace. Got, he's got no support, though. No one. Armstrong continually came back. Protecting Lustig because I assume they're like best friends, and so like w- when that happened, Armstrong would then be obsession and Armstrong because he's got the, the thing he can get back. But Forrest showed no, gave no cover, absolutely no. But cover. then the, the thing that surprised me was was the fact that they were right next to Brendan Rodgers when that was happening, and it never really looked as if Rodgers because surely you would think right, well tell tell Forrest to just help him out, defend. But he, he, he never really adjusted his position. He was kind of just lost, stuck out wide. It's strange though as well. And I mean, Sinclair was kind of uh, many people's pick for man of the match at some point. But he was just as invisible in that first half an hour. There was really, I mean, I know the offside one. That was about the first time that he had made any sort of contribution. Up until then, the two wingers were 
And is he? I mean, basically the wing play was really poor at the start. Azagiri was ripped to shreds in the first 25 minutes and for the goal. Keith, you you were at the game. Tell tell us a little bit about the the feel of being at the game and stuff. Atmosphere was fantastic. I got the the bus from Blantyre uh, through. Atmosphere on the bus was great. Walking up um, with all the Celtic fans, that's all you could hear. Um, Get to the stadium, which is a bit of a midden. Um, I'd heard reports of it, but I didn't realise it was that bad. Um, Midden, that's it. I, I just associate that word, that word with like a. I'm sure. Yeah. Aye, I do, but like an old sort of older person. Go on, I, I don't know what my point is. So. My mum says I'm not allowed to swear on the podcast. That's it. Aye, my dad said I'm not allowed to swear on the podcast. <laughs> either, so. um, we're getting to the stadium. We got there about maybe 20 minutes to kick off, and the. The Celtic end was absolutely full. The crowd was fantastic. The minute silence was pretty respectfully observed. Um, and then the, the start of the game. I didn't actually hear, I believe that they played um, simply the best uh, at the start of the game again. Couldn't hear it for the Celtic fans. It was that loud. Absolutely brilliant. One thing yeah, that... Did it though. Scott Sinclair, but we'll discuss that later. <laughs> One oh. thing that um, you, you might not have picked up on fully on the, the TV was just how windy it was coming from the corner off the broom loan stand in the main stand, just how bad and strong that wind was coming across I don't think it was a coincidence that Rangers had their best spell in that first half hour because in front of the broom loan uh, stand was the, the sheltered part the, it wasn't as blustery there and that's probably why they had the better spell in the first 30 minutes, we were trying to get the ball up to Dembele and we were going long, but it was either going way past them or wasn't going anywhere near them. Whereas in the second half, you would notice that the ball was going to Dembele and it was going to his feet and it was sticking, or he was turning the defenders. I think that made a big difference. You mentioned the the wingers not playing too well in the, the first half. Partly, I think that was due to how Rangers set up with the three at the back and the five across midfield. There wasn't much space for Sinclair or... Um, Forest to, to run into. <coughs> the only time that we did that, manage to get a bit of space was when Rangers hit the ball cross field. It went out of play. Their player kept it in according to the linesman, knocked it to Izzy, who knocked it over their defenders and set off, uh, I think aye. it was Sinclair and Armstrong. Sinclair, but Rangers then got the, the throw in, which was totally baffling. Yeah, absolutely baffling. But see, see the point you're making about how Rangers setting up? Um, that, absolutely, right. From a, from a tactical point of view, if you know, that's the thing that Kira mentioned as well. If Roger sees it's not working, he'll yeah. change it. But what I thought about, and I think Chris maybe backed me up, is Forrest's lack of desire to get on the ball. It's not even that it was from a, oh, he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, marked out the game, or, yeah. you know, he couldn't deal with the, the tactics, or he was trying to hold a line. He was completely unwilling to get into the game until we equalised, and then it became alive. Right. And, and, and the other thing as well is about the way that we are kind of set up. Uh, one of the things that can cause real problems for a three-five-two is a four-three-three, and essentially, if we are playing with Dumbelli and Sinclair and Forrest, who are fl- you know, they should mm-hmm. be looking for the balls to try and exploit the, f- the, the centre halves, three at the back. Maybe they were a bit too wide then; they were needing to come in a wee bit more. Well, possibly. But if you, if you go for man for man, <coughs> on that, you yeah. yeah However, it's in the second half. I think Rogers then noticed it because obviously Mackay was, <coughs> was getting so much uh, success out of Lustig. <laughs> There was a few times in the second half I could see the ball was getting knocked to Forrest because I think Hill was the one that was on that side. Mm-hmm. He was kind of tucking in and didn't want to go out. Mackay wasn't coming back. So Rodgers then noticed the fact of Mackay's not tracking back enough and Hill's not, not willing to come far too far out away from his other centre half. So there was an atmosphere, it was about three or four times the ball was put into Forrest and he was on his own. 
and he was able to turn and go. Just unfortunately, there was no final ball, but they did kind of notice that the three centre-halves wanted to stick together, and Mackay, Mackay was trying... I mean, Mackay's a winger, an actual out-and-out winger. He's not a, he's not a wing-back, so he's not got the temperament or the discipline to come back and help out the defence. And I think Rodgers had noticed that at the first half, just how far up Mackay was staying, and I think he tried to get Forrest out of the game more by saying, right, you hug the, the byline and we'll get the ball out to you because the, the centre-half's not wanting to come across to you too much, so you've got time to have the ball, but... Yeah. Just didn't use it very well. We weren't really able to, to break very often. Any time that we did break, it was either giving us an offside or Rangers managed to get defenders back. So it wasn't as if we had loads of space, uh, space for to exploit with Forrest or Sinclair. What we did do well is when we did get them up to their 18-yard box, the interplay, um, especially in the second half with Armstrong and Sinclair, Patrick Roberts when he came on was fantastic we, we cut them open a couple of times the only good save that I can think of that uh, was it Fotheringham made was the one from Armstrong where he get played in and he tried to dink it past him but he did a he made himself yeah, look big like it was kind of like what Boric used to do just yeah. make himself really really big through a strong hand up just that he's like yeah you I, say anything there you would well Tips over the crossbar from <laughs> No, I mean, does. aye, yeah. That's only really, really good. Make yourself really big like that. The other ones, Forrest hit it straight at him, as did Armstrong, who was looking tired at that point. Armstrong had the, the shot from the edge of the box with his left foot that. Um, aye, that off. Somebody headed it. Yeah, headed it right. <coughs> um, I mean, overall, Louis, we've came away from um, Ibrooks and with a victory after going a goal down, which is something we've not done for, for quite a while. Uh, just pleased overall. Is there anybody... What about the defence? Well, that, that's just a thing that, that was frustrating me. The way we started the game, it was kind of summed up in Eric for their goal when he shot himself, basically. Um, I don't know if that's what you were alluding no, to by holding yes. your nose, but um, I don't know. It, it just seemed to me like we there was a number of players that maybe were just overawed and just weren't playing, maybe thinking about it too much, and they just weren't playing their own natural game as they play every week. Because Eric had, he really should, all, he, all Eric had to do was put his laces through that ball when he had it at his feet, and instead he tries to play some stupid pass but not to even who, I, mean, I, I, I know it, it but it was like panicking it, it was like a panic move rather than you know just dealing with it because most of the time he, ha- he has been a quite a cool head and everybody's really had a, a quite a cool head but for that for that one moment he decides to kind of do something really without thinking without really having a plan and he gifted it to them <coughs> and gave away possession it was it was a nice ball through to Tavernier, to be fair, um, and, and he whipped it across across the box as he's going to do. But it just it, it frustrated the life out of me because I thought it could have been avoided. It really, really could have been avoided. As he was sleeping at the time to let Tavernier in, should have been quicker off the mark. When it came in, you know, he, he ends up running bet- was it between Yozo and Lustig, or Lustig and Eric. Yep. It just... The whole thing could have been avoided. It just wasn't good from the back four at all. I, I I thought they got better as everybody did as the game went on. I thought second half. I thought as he got in some great positions, some great runs. He was he was winning his one uh, one on ones. That's that's what we would want. But it would have been nice to see as a wee bit more dominant. But I think as we've seen before, when players have pace and they're running at some of our players, it's a worry. But that's always going to be the thing, no matter what level you're at, that, that threatens players is when good 
skillful players are running at pace. It's difficult to deal with, but we've got to get better at it. Yeah, I was, I was going to pick up on Eric. I thought that's that's probably one of his poorer performances, especially definitely the first half, because in most of the games of Zembla, I think Eric's been fantastic. I think he's been very dominant. He's been very controlling. One, he's one went, of the most improved players. Yeah, I think he's been well. winning all his headers, his tackles, his positions improving. I think I think he's outshone Yozo, who we, we were kind of tipping that Yozo's a better defender, but. Um, Don't forget it's, it's absolutely heroic tackle with oh, five minutes to end. go. See that. that one though? The tackle, right? Where it, it, brilliant. Ah, he was good. I could get a size that. The boy the boy made a mistake. Aye. He he, he should have passed it first. But he done his job. He jumped off the ground like it was perfect and that's why you can't criticize it. So, yeah, was it more? Were you thinking it was so, more luck than it was <coughs> actual perfect timing? I, I, th- I think there was a big element of luck to it because he jumps off the ground. He's not really controlled the tackle, and he hits it. And yeah, so we're not going to criticize. So I think I mean, obviously the two centre halves, the first half. I think that's possibly the first time, definitely domestically, we've played against two up top. Not many teams play two against us, so we actually had literally had man for man with the centre halves, which might be a slightly different thing for them to. To deal with because they haven't done it really in the past because most of the times it's one up top with a five and a four usually yeah, and it's yeah. quite quite organised and quite deep for their team so I don't know if that maybe can I put them off a little bit because they weren't too sure but that, that's a good thing I mean we're, we're now in a situation where we've only got domestic football so these are the little challenges we're looking for um, anyone else in pre- well tell me about Pat Roberts what he did when he came on <sighs> did she see second goal Looking at Louis. Uh, listen, hey, I, I did see this in the WhatsApp, right? I might have initially slagged him off. I'd had a few drinks, right? But on, <laughs> on, on, on reflection. I think it have to. Wait, no, there's like, there's been a couple of games throughout December. You've went, where's Paddy? No, Paddy has. I don't know where Paddy's been December. He's been doing a shopping down south or something. He's, he's not been about. He's not been about some man. You can't tell me you're not paying any money for that boy. Put it that way. But the ball was fantastic. He done a bit. He done a bit when he came on. Fantastic. He done a bit when he came on. But you're not you're not paying money for you're him. You're not paying but. money for him. Aye, you are. The boy is nineteen. The boy is fantastic footballer. Hey, he might be nipping your man, but that's no my fault. <laughs> <laughs> right. He played the ball. That, that, that I mean. He played the ball that no one else could play. Yes, Roberts. Roberts. In some of the biggest games this season, um, he's shown up. Because I think a lot of the time when he's in games where teams are sitting tight, a lot of the time he's trying to kind of pull something out of the pocket, if you know what I mean, and uh, against packed defences, and sometimes he, he overdoes it when he could play the simple pass. But Munchen Glad back away, Man City away, and then he played quite well that night. He played the thingy as well. We were terrible at home against Munchen Glad back. Uh, when he came on, he showed some nice touches. It seems as if I think if the teams aren't tight and he's got a bit more space, he, th- he thinks about things less. Let, let, sorry, you know, you finish. Go. But I, I think that pass that he played was it's, t- it's a typical of him. He does that. He does the slide reverse passes, and it was absolutely on a plate for Armstrong. Fantastic ball over. I really genuinely think that we're going to miss Roberts when he goes. I mean, people were saying a oh, Forest and the team on merit, but. See that creativity. We're focusing too much on Rogic to do it, and the point that you made is it does stand with Rogic. When the intensity goes up, you can't rely on him for ninety minutes. I'm a big fan of Rogic; he's a great player, but that's a major, major problem we've got with him. That we can't get him to last for the full time, uh, full ninety minutes when the intensity goes up. 
To be fair, we can't get Paddy to show up for 90 minutes. Don't be bitter, right? Don't be bitter. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be more consistent. Robert, he's 19. And he's, he was our most important player from January. Yeah, Calvin Miller, right? Calvin Miller is 19. And Calvin Miller was like, oh, look, a young boy. Great. Giving him plaudits for playing one game at first team level. Paddy Roberts has been... Making differences in huge games for Celtic since he came here. He's not a wee guy. He was playing in film. He's still 19. No, he's 19. He's no 16. He's 19. He's at the time. But he's been playing his best football. He's at his peak. Listen. Listen. We're going to try and figure it out so that Kieran will follow you. Not Kieran Harran. Kieran Tierney will follow you on Twitter and it will just... Maybe get rid of some of this bitterness for you. I don't like but listen, he, do, <laughs> he does a couple of flashy things a month, and you're you're in there hook, line, and sinker. He's not really done much. Come on, he's not really done much. I tell you what, he's not really done much. Right, that's it. Everything you say is getting that treatment for the rest of the night. My point is, and I want to finish my point, right? See, when he goes, we're going to struggle for creativity. Because that big Aussie tit's going to be blown out his arse after twenty minutes. So, we need to either sign Paddy, who would be worth every penny, or we're going to need to come up with someone to back up Mr. 40 a day. Tell, tell you what, right? <laughs> tell you what. I'll stretch to four million, a million on add oh. if, if, if he makes a certain number of appearances. That's, that's if he leaves Kieran alone. <laughs> uh, just to confirm, um, he did refer to Tom Logic as that big Aussie tit. <laughs> um, but that in no way reflects the rest of the podcast. Um, the, the point I'll make is about um, the belly. The belly, the really kind of poor late November, <coughs> early December, where he really didn't do much. We played and he was had a frustrating game. But Roberts and Dembele are very, very similar. When it comes to the big games, they turn up. That's key. The big games, Roberts always has an influence, whether it's off the bench or whether it's starting. Dembele always has an influence, whether it's scoring goals or creating them. And that's the difference between a really good player and a player at the level that we want a, night, a living of, frankly. There are, there, there are a few, that you're exactly right, there are a few players that have turned up for us this season in, 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 in some of the biggest games. Rogic is one of them. Rogic I mean, in, the, in the cup final against Aberdeen, he was fantastic and he can set the pace for us. Roberts has done it, Dembele's definitely done it. Um, Forrest has done really well in the cup final against Man City. Bad sleep, Kate. Man City? No one cares. Man City. You sell Dembele for the Man City goal. He did, he did a great game against Man City. Was that not Tierney? No, no Tierney no. scored. We're talking about Man City away, aren't we? I was talking about home. Well, Man City away, I thought. I thought um, Forrest was excellent. No, but did Forrest not? Did, was it not Tierney that crossed in for uh, Dembele? No, no, it was, it was a free kick. Forrest came. It was Forrest. They stepped up. Ah, Forrest cut back. It was almost like a training ground. It was. That was when what, you fell kick one for football. No, the first one. Ah, look at him. He can't get him. Look. <laughs> Can I get to him? It was the free kick was for the back him? post and Forrest <laughs> cut it back <laughs> for Dumbbell. Uh, the free, free kick was for in the back post. He did all right. He did all right. He did all right. No, Brown and Brown. I mean, you, let's not forget. I'm sure Brown. as well. Assi- oh, he's only started doing assi- it. No, yeah, he's only started doing it. An assist in the champions. Like he did all right. He did all right. Brown's been the man. But Brown, Brown's um, arguably the best. The, the player best player in the world. No, yeah, I mean, for me, he is, and I, I said at the start of the season, depending how the season, how, depending on, in all seriousness, depending on how the season goes, Armstrong could end up, if he stays at this level, he could be, um, 
No, no, he's doing alright. He went to the Ballon d'Or. He's doing alright. That's what I'm trying right. try to say. Um, no, but that just shows you. See, when we actually started listing the players that we've had this season, there's been some really, really big performers for us. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm, we've got quite a lot to talk about. Um, just before, let's just start on the kind of the transfer, t- touching on the transfer rumours a little bit. Um, Keith, if um, if and when, well, I think it's it's not it's not been fully confirmed yet, but Ibui, um let's be honest, we don't know much about. Him. We know we can we can read. The, about you know he's got a couple of assists in the Europa League and um, he's played most of the games for a, a, a top division Russian team. Not personally, and I don't think any of us can really say we've, we've seen him play much, right? But from what we were led to believe, he's going to play central midfield, and that would spell um, maybe Cal McGregor's time in the first team. Not not not, and I'm not I'm not being facetious <laughs> or funny, but it would mean that he would wouldn't necessarily it, a lot more time on the on the bench. Yeah. Um, you'd have to agree with that. Aye, aye, of course. If, listen, I've said all along that I think Callum McGregor is a, a squad player. He's a very, I think he's a very good squad squad player, but that's what he is. And we need a group of players that are happy to be rotated in and out whenever the, the first team regulars are either injured or dip in form or just even substitutes. Um, from what I've seen... The tiny wee bits that I've seen off the buoy, it looks as if he's got good energy, similar to Stefan Johansson had, um, just pressing the ball really well, which we know that Rogers likes. I don't know much else about him other than he seems to have a decent walk here. I'm quite happy with his hair. I don't. He's, he's a cool. He's a, he's a cool looking dude. He's expressing him himself. That's I what I like so. about the hair. He's he's his middle name's Christ, <laughs> which is fucking terrific. Is so it? is Effie still. <laughs> The first game number eleven. Eight. Game number eleven. Make the it first up. six names of me and Sarmani's uh, names, Christ. So it is. Uh, so there you go. Cool. Um, and the the only thing that I don't, he must be very very highly rated because he's only played ten first team games for Cranston. They, they've sold about. I think that this is the fourth player they're getting rid of. So I don't know if they are in the position. Where they but are getting th- but are getting three mil. Why are we pay- playing three million for a guy who's only played ten games for a team? Obviously, I mean, no, we, we, none of us can claim to say that this guy is is any good or not. But be. he must have some guarantee. He must be some prospect to be paying three million. Why is because, why is West Ham going to pay twenty five million for a guy who's only played what twenty games for Celtic? No, nah, but he's, <laughs> no, he's played more than that. He's played, he's played fifty four. Dembele, yeah, and he's, pl- he? and he's played now. He's for Celtic. Played, well, that's that's what someone said. That's what they said on BBC Sports Sound. I've not actually checked it, but it was in fifty-four. Well, if you played friendly, sixty odd, haven't we? We played Rogers had the sixty odd games. Full stop. Already? <coughs> Every it. single game. As soon as they signed, they went Europe. straight into the qualifiers. No. In but fact, it might be fifty-four games this season. No, it's fifty-four games for Celtic. Anyway, anyway, he... somebody in this room called him a dud during the qualifiers. Aye, I think it's. Uh... Well, no, no. Let's see. if well, the person can remember and went up to it. Okay. Let, let... Yeah. <laughs> When he first came in, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't actually Ronan. It wasn't actually Ronan. I was talking about Keaton, but there you go. That is the Ronan and Keaton muppet brain. Do that again, actually. Go. The Ronan Keaton. Oh, no, no. That's nothing like <laughs> Life is a roller coaster. That bit of the intro music. Life is a roller coaster. If I have to rely on you for the intro music, something's wrong with the podcast. <laughs> do it again. You, do, you sing the end of that bit then. But, no, but what, I don't know the words. What part is that of Life is a roller coaster? 
Go. I will send it back. Listen, I'm not. This isn't karaoke. You've got nothing to prove, Keith. I've got nothing to prove, man. All right, I'll link for a wee bit of backup. <laughs> There's alliances forming here. Oh, Kieran, uh, uh, Louis, and Keith. Mean Savani, obviously. Obviously. Where, who's Kieran? I'm Switzerland. I love it. I respect it. Great, great work. Any Toblerone? Um, <laughs> with Dembele, right? Um, Apparently, rumours of... Now, it was never confirmed. Um, there was never a confirmed uh, official bid of £20 million. Celtic came out and denied it, um, that they had received an official bid. That's not to say that there wasn't advances from West Ham. That's not to say West Ham contacted them and said, Dembele. West Ham, on their official website, said someone who, a player who played... £20 million for a player who plays on... In a, Scot- a player who plays in Scotland. Um, all things considered, you've got to assume it's Dembele or Armstrong... Or Lustig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but or Rogic. Or Roberts. It wouldn't be Roberts anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to come to... Because we don't own him. I'm going to come to Kieran first because Sir Manny did make that point. Kieran, you were a slow burner with, with Dembele, but obviously, I mean, you can't deny it. <laughs> I was oh, actually talking about him. It's somebody else. Who was it? Who was it? Listening to me, it was you. I behave yourself. Don't make me scroll back <laughs> on the WhatsApp. <laughs> no, be <laughs> mine. <laughs> I've been a massive fan since day one. Oh, very good. Since he'd only played ten games for. <coughs> I've been a massive fan since he scored like, in the penalty against uh, that team. I can't remember. Uh, Kieran, um, is that a realistic figure? Twenty million quid. Do you think that he's worth twenty million quid in today's market? Um. Yes. But then it is. English football and you could probably hold them to ransom and Celtic would be right to say no because if you look at it this is West Ham now West Ham struggling they're struggling they have no strikers now they apparently they made five bids for strikers in the summer and look, didn't get any of the players they've made three, five bids since they're struggling they need a striker they're trying to get Jermaine Defoe so I don't know if it's desperation that they're willing to just go throw in 20 quid 20 million pound however if they're willing to do 20 million see the big clubs that have reportedly been kind of uh, tracking Dembele for the last few weeks, what would they be willing to pay? Yeah. So, you, uh, and the thing is, with these big clubs, none of them really want to miss out on the potential of what this young kid could, could become. They already have, I think is the point. The fact is, we got him for half a million. Quid yeah, there's that. But obviously, but then, obviously, he obviously wasn't performing enough for film for any of the big clubs to take notice. He's come up here, he's been given a platform, he's got the Champions League platform, which he's performed on and he's yes, scored. So now that the, the, the clubs are taking note going, right, okay, he has a play. And the, th- the other thing as well is, it's not just, oh, he's scoring in Scotland and that's it. He's actually scoring the Champions League against big teams, so it's shown that he can score against the big clubs. So now, there must be kind of taking note going, right, okay, this boy has a bit of a talent. And the other, the other thing is, he's he's been voted what the best young player in France. He's he's a striker, more importantly, so they're at a premium. They're, they're, that's where your big money goes. He's got, he's got, there is no way that we should be accepting... I, I, I don't think you even consider 20 million and that's uh, looks I, th- I, as think if, can, I think you consider 20 million no you don't you say no because wh- why Why should we be uh, for too long we've had the, the piss ripped out for teams down south not valuing our players look at Van Dijk Van Dijk is going to what he's going to go for like three or four times the amount that we got more than that actually I mean he's fair enough he's had to prove it at a different level is he has he became 
you know, four or five times the player that he is now compared to what he was with us. I, I don't know. I don't, I've not seen enough of him to say, but I doubt it. I think he, he just applied himself one. Yeah, and but he he but Louis Louis absolutely right because the the, the four um, horsemen of the apocalypse. That's it. No, let me think. One, three, three players. Aye, podcast. It's not live radio. Don't need to worry about dead air. No, but Wanyama, for uh, Forster, um, Van Dyke, um, the three of them. Wanyama. Wanyama. I mean, Wanyama's playing for Spurs, which isn't a top four club, but. Could be. Do you know what I mean? No, well they are. Really. They're the upper upper echelons of English and football. And he could actually take a step above them. I've for a number of he's, games I've seen him. He he is. Them. Yeah. Why the fuck Arsenal didn't buy him? I don't he's, know. He's, he's been he's been absolutely excellent for them. Forster absolutely could play for one of those clubs. Oh yeah. And Van Dyke is almost certainly going, going to. to. In now, transfer window. So when you're opening negotiations with the richest league in the world, some of these clubs are desperate to sign these players. You basically go, remember the last three guys we sent down? Okay, look at the, how they're performing. Look at what they've done in the Champions League. Look what he's done in the Champions League. Look what he's been voted. Shows your money. No, no, I agree. See, when I, when I say you, you consider it, I just mean 20 million quid. We've never been offered that for a player. So when I say you consider it, you just, okay, we consider that. We're not taking it, but... You do this? No. No. But the point is... Um, how much do you take... When do you take it as well? Because um, I, I, I wouldn't sell him. I, I, I would like to keep him this season and all of next season and sell him the season after that. Hopefully after we've got to the quarterfinals of the, of finals of the Champions League and we've been knocked out by uh, the winner. Hopefully when we have on our second treble and then you turn around and you say, this guy is rattling them in for France. Yeah. It'll be because, sure, be sure, call up. So exactly, exactly. Because, because see, the fact is, he scored on his debut two goals against England, as well, which kind of maybe had the scouts down south. Oh, what's, yeah. what's this kid doing? And seeing on our personal note for Dembele, he doesn't want to leave now because he's got the potential to win another two medals. Aye. Well, so yeah. if you go to a club at West Ham, they're never going to win anything. Aye. They may win an FA Cup or a League Cup, but they don't seem to really concentrate. The clubs down south don't concentrate in cups yeah, anymore. It's all league. Relegated, it's all league. No, but so if you go to Arsenal. Probably not going to win many trophies. If you go to mm. Liverpool, you're not going to win. But then, many however, trophies. although he's he's that talented, he's not going to walk into a top five or six team. The big clubs, he's not going to walk into their their team straight away. What you'd find is they would probably take him on and loan him back out, which would be an interest in us. We could sell him and then get an eighteen month loan back, and we could keep him going and develop Did him. Did you want to say Dembele? Right, name one of the top clubs in England. Chelsea. Who right. are trying to who's buy? A, who's his striker? Man Who's Back Chelsea Shuri. striker? Diego Costa? Better than him. Next. Slatan. Better than Slatan. It's better than Sergio Aguero. But have you heard, have you heard, in all seriousness... It's not as good as Olivier Giroud, <laughs> correct that. But have you heard who um, Chelsea are going for? <laughs> Just now. Lorente. They're going for Lorente. But it's a more of a backup to Costa. Exactly. Like, so but why, but so cannot... why, couldn't, why couldn't Dembele be a backup to Costa? I'm not saying he could. I'm saying there's a potential that he could sit... And maybe not, maybe only play five games that season, but he's twenty and he's learning off a guy like Costa. I, I think that's not personally learning off at times. There's, there's they've also people in the <laughs> elbow people in the they've field. also got Batshuayi uh, from Marseille. I yeah. they're loaning him out Aye. to make way for Lorenti coming the in. Biggest you'd be problem, you'd be mad to go to Chelsea. The biggest yeah. problem that we've got is that we're sitting right next door to England. Our football isn't covered in mainland Europe. Portugal in. Dutch football gets covered a lot more. That's why they sell players for the forty million to the big leagues. I think. I think the problem is it's only us that's in the position to sell them. I mean, I know Rangers Aye. got nine million t- 
deservedly so for Alan Hunt. Uh, but <laughs> and Hearts, I suppose, get nine million for Craig Gordon. But generally, it's only us that are selling big players money players. I mean, McGiddy, the three that I've already mentioned. These That's guys to England, not McGiddy. But what? Well, it's only generally us that do it. So it's almost like it's not traditionally done from the Scottish leagues. Whereas there's been a lot of big money players that have gone from Portugal, certainly Benfica. Um, and in Holland, you know, Ajax yeah. and Eindhoven, blah, blah, blah. Have you got some questions for us, um, Keitharino? No. All right, okay. Normally, I have been taking a wee note of some of the, the questions that we've got. Quite a lot of them have been about the team improvements. Um, uh, Chris Flood is asking if uh, do we need another striker? If we, as it looks to be, uh, we're going to be getting rid of Nadir. Is he in Dubai just now or is he in Turkey? Yeah, he's in training? Dubai. Is he in Dubai? Was um, he pictured doing the wee nose to nose? I saw him pictured though. Thing that was Aye, fantastic. Was, what, what, what is that? It's the traditional greeting in Dubai, I believe, or some widow just at the wind up. <laughs> some guy just walking in. Ah, <laughs> uh, he, 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 he was an ex football player. He played for the big team over yeah. there, and, oh, okay. and he just square square goes everybody basically. Yeah, <laughs> better better one was a bit terrifying. But um, <laughs> Keith, what you what do you think? You can you can answer that. You can open up the. I would like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see someone but maybe even try and uh, develop one of our own youth players maybe give Aitchison a run maybe have to change the formation a wee bit so that he's supporting Dembele what, so what, what do we need from another striker though because we've got the sort of um, we've got power in from Dembele we've we got the poacher uh, he can run the channels um, maybe maybe about a, a, a pace um, I don't personally I don't see Griffiths has been all that pacey and he does a power of work and he's a, a bit of a poacher as well he can score goals like that but I forgot you're a wee bit down on Griffiths I'm, just a wee bit. I'm, I'm warming to him warming to him one, one thing on that board as well. <laughs> one thing I, um, I, I don't know if you saw it was Brendan Rodgers talking about his ideal squad size this week and he was saying how he ideally he would like 16 or 17 professionals and the rest supplemented with kids. Is that what Dyla said? <laughs> Isn't well, that exactly not, what Dyla said? No, that, that's, what did that's, he say this about is in the paper this week. Geo. At my counting, and this isn't including players that are out <coughs> on loan, such as Commons and Allen, although he's about to come back. Commons is on the way out in terms other, of, he's only got six months. Other, than the, is, loan, other than the loan players, the other players from my counting, and I've, I've missed out people like um, Ayer, because you would have to consider him youth. Ralston, you would have to consider him youth. Everybody else, 27. So that's 10 players well, no, that he would he have said, to... He said, he, he said that he inherited 29. I mean, so they tried to see, shift a few in the summer. But you can, you can almost, you can almost rhyme off the guys that you've got no need for. We've got four goalkeepers. Yeah, well, mm. okay, we've got keepers that we don't need. You don't need Commons, you don't need Effie, you don't need Boyata, you don't need Gary McKay Steven. Yeah. Right, I mean, that's what, five right away without even thinking. Now, there are players who are Beaton. borderline. Oh, well, Sh- shift. Shifty. Yeah, Beton's out the door, surely, now we, uh, uh, boy come he's, he's a sellable, ass- sellable asset, though. These other guys. Aren't no, really. We're going to, we're I mean, he's surplus to requirements. If, if you're not going to bring in this boy, no, he's played 10 he, games, superstar. What, what, what I would say is, it's an interesting point because he's the most used substitute and he's actually played a lot of games. Um, but he's a bit like Paddy Roberts, right? He's brought on to do. Snacky, smiling no. He's brought on <laughs> to do. <laughs> he's brought on <laughs> to do a. <laughs> <laughs> He's brought on to do a wee specific job. Right? Job. Last ten minutes, shore, shore it up, beat on, right? Just go on, son. Just 
Shut up, shop. Robert's job Paddy, is change the game, go on, son. Go on, go on, go on, win the game. Go see if you can finally put a through go on, ball because it's taking you about a month. Team open. See, this is the thing. He's that bitter. Right now, I know I called I called Rogic a tit earlier on, but an Aussie tit, big Aussie tit, big Aussie tit. I know, but I'm actually a fan of Rogic. I can see his merits. What did I say earlier? What about who? Paddy Roberts was brilliant when he came on. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. He was. And the through ball, delightful. It'll Bloody be, delightful. He'll be terrific for a Brighton or but a What has he done? In the Can he do it on a wet Wednesday against Hamilton? Logic can do it on a wet Wednesday against Hamilton. Just not when we step up that level, you know? Yeah. When Hamilton are playing in the Bernabeu. Yeah. That was actually one of the questions. That, um, when Hamilton played I, the Bernabeu? <laughs> <laughs> Not about the squad size. Uh, Vagilis <coughs> Giorgiaro, sorry if I've misread Gio, I think he's called. Okay. Uh, does the, he's a photographer. Oh, takes, yeah, of course. Yeah, take won a prize. Won the prize. He got the haircut. He's still he get in touch with me when he wants to get that. Apologies to. Did you cut in his hair? No. Um, Shawland's Premier Barbers. Uh, Handsome Jacks has cut in his hair. Um, <laughs> what do you. <laughs> If he's getting shared, Shulman's Premier Barbers. That is, that is like a sales pitch. Try to get a free haircut here. Come on now. Aiden <laughs> uh, Boyce is the other one that won a prize. He's still to get his biscuits in his uh, tea bags. I'll sort that out on the way home tonight. I'm not meant to ask that, and I'll get me his biscuits. Oh, we don't care. You can't just fire them in a post box, you know. You need to put a stamp on them. Ah, you like to send food? You can now. Uh, you like to send food? Just share. No, that's, uh, that's when uh, Naz gave us no, the biscuits. No. Um, so, what was the question that you were. It was just about the squad size. Um, Stephen Hughes, gentleman Stephen Hughes. He's a prick now. Didn't say evening, gents. And he signed off Lustig, so he can go fuck himself. <laughs> he did I'm indeed. Very, very bitter. Truth but he says it was a tough choice. Ah, he's passed it. He says he's it was done. a... He's done. He's not getting any fucking... I'm like, don't even know what his question He's passed oh, it. Right, he's next one. Aye. Lustig, aye. You blew it. You blew it, Hughes. Get Yanko back. Hughes. Yanko really would do a job. No, where no, what, what is, what is uh, Stephen's question? It's about, it is about Lustig, about... How Tough choices. Which of the first team players do you, you think were? Uh, in terms of Lustig, well, Lustig's played centre half as well, so Lustig clearly is a player that can cover various roles. Is the Charlie Mulgrew the team now? You need to <laughs> watch yourself, pal. All right. Wish the bro- I, 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 he scored a free kick. He scored two. I get, no, not two. Oh, he's two Newcastle. goals fallback when I've been against Newcastle. Against Newcastle. Listen, carbon copy. Apparently, carbon <laughs> copy the exact same minute of the game when it was both free kicks. Exact same minute as well. Yeah. No, you had replay. Games. <laughs> you just watched it twice. <laughs> 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 it's always the same thing. <laughs> it's um, unbelievable. <laughs> no, so he, he, he didn't realise somebody sent him a, a tweet about it saying that you've actually. It wasn't Gal, was it? I think it might have been Chapman. No, it wasn't me, no. Uh, uh, you want, uh, what are you going to say, something? <laughs> no, I. I Do you not like Lustig? Well, I, thought you, I, thought you were, I thought you were on the same page with Lustig, no? Listen, all good things come to an end, right? And it looks as if the old day. Legs have gone. I was going to say that. I have noticed that I was thinking for quite a few number of games in, in the December. Yeah. He wasn't going forward enough as he would normally would do as a fullback. I just don't know if he's if he's realised himself that he can't have the pace or the stamina to get up and down the wing for full 90 minutes. Give, give Paddy Roberts times a rest He was set back with the, the two fullbacks when like Izzy was bombing up and down. Um, I'll say, so I I'll don't say know. one thing in his defence quickly. Second half he laid it on a plate he laid it on a bloody plate I was plate just going to say that for Dembele lovely little ball 
it, do you know what? See the intelligence. His feet might be gone. He's still got it up there, but it's <laughs> Forrest. Wait on a plate for him off. right in the penalty box. with the Stembers do? <coughs> Let, let me ask you guys this. Do you like the podcast? Do you like being part of it? Because I can do this thing on my own. Just like that. That's what you told me. Yep. Could we go could on be that? Out like that. And you actually just changed and good for you. Call it you night realize night. I, just say, I, I just want to say this Aye. now, right? You know, this is all part of the entertainment, you know? I love every Celtic player. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tom Rogic, I love you. Forrest. Forrest, I love you. And that was a tough one. <laughs> I do, I love you. You might be holding the spot down for my man, but still love you. I wasn't um, saying get rid of those things. I was just saying it was what, I'd no, what I'd noticed when watching some of the games, especially at Parkhead, is he doesn't go forward more as more often as much now. Gamboa does. Gamboa does. He does. He notices it more. But we lose to, oh, at times it looks as if, sometimes it looks as if we play like a back three. But we don't quite play the back three because it's yeah. still the two centre halves are positioned. You're still on the back three thing. But it gives balance because Tierney's bombing. I can work bombing. out where a back three happens, Keith. <laughs> you just look where the centre halves are positioned. You've, you've just made Kieran's <laughs> list, by the way, just so you're aware. Um, but no, I mean, I think. No, look, there's absolutely no, no. There's no doubt that Lustig, um, his mobility is not great. But. That's what happens when your legs go. <laughs> but at the same time, as you said with that, like, you know, he, he's, he's, I, think, I think he's in the top five assists. Um, I'm, making, I'm making that up to be honest. <laughs> he's also you were getting a bit <laughs> Christian in there as However, well. Yes. Do you know who's? Do you know who's getting the most? So do you know who's that. got the most assists this season? Definitely Johansson. Kamak. Robbers, isn't it? Kieran Tierney. You've just even he's been that for a while. I know that Armstrong had five. By last oh, five. five, five, five assists. I'm texting goals. Christian. Terrific for a. I'm texting Christian. Do you know Lustig is number one for passion. You see how much Listen, love he has for the club. He might be, a, he might be ready for the knackers, yell. Boys got a lot. It was brilliant. <laughs> he, he asked the referee, see, before we took the free kick at the, the end of the game, as everybody's walking up, he starts celebrating in their faces, ah, going, yeah, yeah springy. Um, Keith, like uh, that. Any more questions? Um, Mark um, Tweed, I think it was, um, was asking Hendo, Christie, GMS. Punt, keep, loan. What would you do? Sorry, GMS can go anytime he wants, which I predicted from the start. <laughs> um, That's what I predicted. It's Christian. Yeah, GMS got no future at the club. Christy, I don't think. He had seen when he came when he, um, in December, he had two games, and he'd, he's got terrific feet. He's, yeah. he's still only 20. You were defending Roberts. He's just not had the opportunity, I don't think. Because of Roberts. Because of Roberts. No, um, I'm not sure about him. I'm not sure. I mean, he, he does have some nice touch. He looks quite neat and tidy, who I'll come on to in a minute. Um, but when he has come on, I don't think he's completely ever, you know, shown signs. Yeah, signs that he's going to be able to take it, you know, take a, a hold of a place in the team and hold it down. Henderson... <sighs> I want him to be good. I think we're all the same, but a lot of the time it's much the same. He's he's on there. He's neat. He's tidy, but he isn't taking games with a scruff of the neck. He isn't doing what Armstrong's done. Thank you very much for taking that surprise to go from it. Um, <laughs> is it is it is that his position though to take the game with a scruff of the neck? Because I, I I agree with you, and he is neat and tidy. He's always tidy in possession. Like we were we were talking about this in the WhatsApp. Um, I I don't know Martin on one one of the cynics completely disagrees. 
I think John McGinn is a terrific player. Mm-hmm. I think John McGinn could play for Celtic. Now, <coughs> I think John McGinn would, if he came, if we bought him, he would supersede uh, Henderson, and he would go right into the team. Now we don't know anything about Ibuie, so we don't know how good. And the expensive Armstrong. Who's, 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 who's places is he going to take? No, Armstrong, Tough to be Armstrong. Uh, Armstrong, Brown, and, and McGinn. McGinn's no, a central midfielder. No. Rogers got been number okay, ten. Well, 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 Tom's out. Tom, Tom Rogic is out just now, and you know the fact is Scott Brown is. Um, Who's your playmaker? Okay. John McGinn's a playmaker <laughs> if he wants to be. He's, he, he, was, he, he had more assists. He, uh, he did all the assists for Hibs last season. When he plays for when he plays for Hibs, he plays forward. He plays in that that hole. He can do it for Celtic. Now the point is, you said we don't have anybody else when Tom Rogic is, is it fit. So that's that's a player that we could have. Tom Rogic. As a Rolls Royce with a Yugo engine, right? That's what he is. That's that's you've got a top class, a Mercedes player. Even even Louis laughing at that one. He is, right? But that's why he's still at Celtic, right? John McGinn, he's like a Ford Escort with a Ford Escort engine. Do you know? Does a job. Gets you for A to B. But you really don't like Scottish-based players very much. They have, to, they have to do a hell of a lot to prove that's themselves. That's not true. You've only recently come on to Armstrong because he's suddenly... Wait a minute, wait a minute. The only person who barely stuck up for Armstrong is Gal. Even Everyone else. You. Now, I did say that the only use for Stuart Armstrong would be as a lawyer when he graduated. But it wasn't very long ago you sat here on this like podcast Brown, you know? and you said... Don't ever sign another Scottish bass player again. You did say that. When did I say that? <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did say it. I even I remember you saying it. No, maybe I did. Right, but <laughs> I, I I agree with that. I. <laughs> I don't know why I signed John McGinn. No, I'm not saying no, no. My point is, I'm not. I'm not See if his name was John McGinnio. <laughs> Get a <the> boy in. <laughs> no, but like, uh, my, 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 my point is, though, with someone like Henderson, McGinn, McGinn was the star of that Hibs team last year. I'm not saying we should sign McGinn. What I'm saying is, if you're Henderson in the squad, is there, is there any future for him? No, because there are better Scottish players. Would you swap him? I would die. I think McGinn's a terrific player, I really do, and I think if he, if he was given a... See, when, okay, it's only one game, but at the highest level he's played at. When he played against Scotland, and when he played for Scotland against Denmark, he was the best player on the pitch. Now, it was a friendly, but what else are you supposed to do? He was brilliant, and last season for Hibs, it's the Championship. Can he take a step up? Well, he's already played in the SPL. But this boy, Abui, came in, you know, there's a good chance that he'll come in and absolutely dominate, because he's probably, you know, from what I've seen, he's quite physical, and so the comparisons to Victor Wanyama, <coughs> you would assume he'd be quite strong, and yeah, so, I'm not saying we should sign John again, but I think the argument of should we keep Henderson is killed by the fact that Henderson wasn't always a first-team player for Hibs. So when, when does Abui get his chance? Do you, uh, do you think it's going to have to be another Wanyama-type scenario when he doesn't actually feature for the first kind of two, three months? He works... He works away, and then he comes in and, and makes an impact. Or do you, you know, give Brown an easier time of it and give him a couple of games off here and there well, and put a boot in? Because he's going to have to play in Brown's position. That's his position. Who, who's our most used substitute? Bitton. Aye. So instead of swapping Bitton, bringing Bitton on, you bring a boot on. But that's what I was saying earlier. So that means that Bitton's out the door. Because you can't have both of them on the bench because they're going to do the same job. What I heard about Bitton was that Bitton. Um, his wife's just gave birth and he was offered a chance to leave in the summer but he didn't want to move his pregnant he didn't want to go away from his wife at that time he wanted to be with her he didn't want to move her away when she was heavily pregnant or in, in that sort of point so he stayed but I think 
all the overtures in the summer were that he was going to leave. So well, I've, I've seen rumours that Fulham are interested in a £2 million bid for him. I still I think two million's way too low for him. I think he'll go down. Oh, you handsome man for two million. And look at him now. He's he's. But that that's the thing, though. And this but this, this, this values went down this, this is whole same, year. This is the same know. conundrum you've got with Dembele to a certain extent. Not not the same, but certain is the fact that Beaton's stock was so high that we could have got six seven million for but him because that would have been just right. It was eight million quid was the bid, the reported bid from Sunderland. That that would have been fair enough for him at the time because he was our best player for quite a while. Now he's plummeted. I think he's going to be about the two million pound mark. The thing is, though, with Dembele is, do you take do you take the big money while his stock's high, or do you sit and go, we're going to hope and pray that he keeps up his game and in two seasons or another season <coughs> he's still scoring? What if what if Dembele absolutely plummets? Now, I'm, I don't think he will. I'm not saying that he will, but it's, it's injury. It is a worry that something like that could happen. But that's, every, but that's a gamble we take. That's a gamble with everybody. That's a gamble with every player in every situation. Um, Keith, have you got a question for Kieran? I do indeed, Kieran. Um, what has been your most memorable favourite game of the the last year? Young can't even remember the last one. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> um, the Man City home three three. I thought that was an incredible game. Incredible game because I went into the game not even given us a chance, and that was pretty wrong of me. But kind of wanted because Man City are Man City. The Guardiola and, and Charles ten games in a row. I thought. We're not get a chance here, and um, we just went like, no, we're not having it. The fans done an amazing job because the fans are actually the ones that put the shiters up, up the city players. And a fair few of them have actually, <laughs> <laughs> a fair few of them admitted that they were uh, they were taken back by the atmosphere, and then just the way we took the game at City, and it was just the it was the end to end goal to go, and it was an amazing game to watch, and just the atmosphere was incredible. I was at the very, I was at the top, the last row, the top tier above the Green Brigade, and I could he- barely hear anything else. All I could hear was just the, the atmosphere and the singing coming from that one corner. Yeah. Could never hear the city fans. I didn't think the city fans had, were there. They were mass, and they're in mass numbers, but you could never hear them. Um, but just the, the performance the, the the boys put in was just incredible, and it was an, a very very enjoyable game to watch. Uh, yourself, um, we'll come around everyone. Bear Shaver at home. I thought that day. We we showed that you know we could be a good attacking side against a very decent European team. Who went on to prove that uh, they're a good team? Yep, yep. Subsequently proven that. We also showed that we had a bit of metal that we maybe didn't have last season. Uh, well, we didn't have last season. That's what the that's what the infamous uh, we would have lost this under Nyla phrase came from. <laughs> <laughs> that that phrase is brilliant. It is ninety percent to annoy Christian and ten percent there's there is some truth in it. Um but yeah, no that that, that I mean we we went three 0 up I believe and then we they, they scored twice in quick succession and you went Oh no, this is this is here we go again basically. But then we showed real grit determination. Scott Brown that day made me eat my words. More I know he's been on that's the best game I've ever seen him play for Celtic. I think you're probably right. I see. Yeah, I think he was phenomenal. He was well. absolutely phenomenal, especially to get the fifth goal. Now I know we just scraped through with a poor performance over there, but basically what that said to me was we've got a bit about us just now under Rodgers. Loved it. Um, and that was him just in the door as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, that's the other thing we're forgetting. He's still only what six months, seven months into the job. He's not had a lot of time in the transformation that we've made. 
um, has has been has been really good. But that has been was my game of the year. I loved it. Um, Keith, what about yourself? Yeah, just looking through some of the results from this season so far, um, just to be a wee bit different, I'll say the five-one game uh, in the Glasgow derby. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the full park was bouncing even last season. We didn't have that because the upper stand uh, wasn't quite full. Another game would that probably suggested would maybe be the seven-nil game at the end of the season. Don't know if you want to talk about that, Louis. No, no. <laughs> the one that came to my mind. The five-one game was fantastic. The crowd was wonderful. The the singing section, the Green Brigade, were great. I love that we display that they had on with the bibs. Wonderful, and we even let the Rangers fans in with all their flags, and they, they did absolutely nothing. It was it was great you to do nothing. put do them nothing. put them in their place. It was lovely. And a great fifth goal. Wonderful game. Yeah, Stuart great, Armstrong great, great announcing himself to the Celtic fans after what being there two seasons and doing hee haw. Great assist from Dembele at the end of my game. Great assist from Dembele for um from Lustig for Dembele's third goal. Um here, what are you thinking? Oh, well, the first game that came to my mind, Chris, was uh, <laughs> the the 1-0 the destruction of uh, Sevco slash Rangers in the uh, semi-final at Hamden. Uh, I don't know why no one else said that. Um, but for <laughs> me, for me, it was just, um, it was every bit as good as the 5-1 game. I think um, we, were, we were way more dominant in that game than we were in the 5-1 game. We, this, the, the Hamden hoodoo that we had coming into this season has been well and truly um, smashed. smashed. Yep. Um, and that was probably the, the best example of getting over it was to absolutely blow away a team that thought, you know, based on what they'd done at Hamden the seasons before, that they would be able to continue that. Um, a team that were hurting after the five-one game, Silly Billy's, eh? dominated them, played. You know, dominated them as much as we did in the five-one game, and it was a fantastic goal in the last minute to send us into the final. Oh, <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Uh, more questions? Uh, no, just um, I checked our resident statistician. Oh, here we who would you say then is um, who's got the most assists? In I told you, Keith Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. <coughs> That's wrong. Don't listen to him. Guess, guess, guess. Is, that, is this an old? Is this Sir an old? Patrick Roberts. Patrick, he's not on the list. I'm afraid. Guess, guess. God, I don't really give a toss. James Forrest. Oh, and it. tied with Callum McGregor. Get it, Ringy. Is this all? Is this all competitions? All competitions. You know what this is? Ah, well, that's wrong. Then I'm talking about the league. What what we are talking about here is see these useless cannon fodder teams. They can do it. (laughs) Players. They can do it against your Hamiltons and all that nonsense. When I see your Your Hamiltons, Hamiltons, I just mean I do hate that. That's why I did it (laughs) against just Hamilton because there's not more than one Hamilton. But aye, no, these diddies in Canada. Man's no these diddies rack up the assists. It, we did have one other question. How many, how many is this, is it? And by the way, just so you're aware, that just shows you how valuable stats are. <laughs> was it Ebby Skovdal said? They were like miniskirts. They show you enough, but just not enough of what you want to see. That's an actual quote. I will get that's that not up. the actual quote. It's not that the was half the actual quote, and you forgot and made up another part of it. <laughs> I don't remember. Do you not remember that? What is it? Uh, stats are like miniskirts. Something, something, but they hide what's most really important or some nonsense like that. I don't know. 
It was quite seedy from <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. You sure it wasn't Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. Um, sexy pinata at oh, NUFC Jesus, Monkey. Jesus, this is going to be a stupid question. Yes, indeed. Uh, can US Bob succeed as Norway's national team manager? Probably. Nobody this is the Nobody both of them. Nobody cares. Yeah. I actually would have preferred they actually put it in a wrestling-related question <laughs> and then we actually could have had some debate. Well, more debate than that fucking... Hi, guys. Do you want to sign Shola Amiobi? <laughs> <laughs> Last one I've got here is from Ronan Kearney. Um, Ronan Keaton? One of our writers. <laughs> the man is I've got it ready to play as soon as this podcast finishes, right? We're ready That's the go. song at the end, girl. Um, what's your favourite Celtic goal scored? Ever. Ever. Ever? Oh, we'll have to come back to that. That you've maybe what seen live. Henry Larson, Chipping, Kloss. Bomb. Just named the best goal that we, of our generation. That well, is boring. Uh, boring. He took 5-1. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Fair dues. He did take 5-1. John Collins' free kick at Ibrox is one of the most... Um, what one? What one? The one where... What corner did he put in? He put it uh, to that corner. When he hits it, was obviously his left foot. And he bends it around Gorham. The Predator ones? The Predator ones, yeah. He's got two Predator ones. The Alan Thompson one at Home Rangers. (coughs) Where he just absolutely smashes it and it swerves. Sean Maloney's midweek goal against Rangers. That's a a beach. That was a screamer. Nakamura's as well. Oof. Even Commons in the 3-0 one. Caldwell's assist. Um, Who? Caldwell's assist for Naka's goal. He fired it at him. He rattled at him. (laughs) Like, absolutely rattled at him. So, Manny, um, in terms of the transfer window... What is it? We potentially brought in one in, in Ibui. What other, any other targets? Not you don't have to name specific personnel, but is there any? What part of the team would you like strengthened, if any? Or do you just wait to those better? Because is it, is it is it worth buying someone now for the sake of it, or actually get to somewhere where we can maybe be in a stronger position to negotiate? I suppose the, the benefit of buying players just now is you can bring them into. Uh, in terms of... What are you pointing at before I answer this question? You're, you're putting <laughs> me just, off here. Just read out. I'll pick up what it was. It was just the way Skovdal's quote is actually, statistics are just like miniskirts. They give you good ideas but hide the most important things. That I think is, we can all agree to that, that. I'll be honest, that is the worst and most horrifically sexy thing I've ever heard. That's shocking, Anyway, go back to you. Thanks for bringing that up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> What was I talking about? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Players bringing them in. I suppose if there's key positions that we want to strengthen in, um, it's probably good to get them in just now to kind of right bed wing. them in before January. <laughs> right, right wing. What we'll probably need is, is a is a playmaker, a number ten, who you know isn't you know <laughs> who has, doesn't require you know forty grand's worth of oxygen a week. Um, <laughs> so John McGinn. John McGinn, aye. Well, be an improvement, you know. Uh, <laughs> Why is everyone turning on everyone? It's, it's just better. It's better between me and Louis. This has been brewing for a long time. It's been brewing for a long time. Uh, just to be in a battle royale with Brian was here. <laughs> oh, him? He'd be talking about the Texans or some nonsense <laughs> like that. Um, no, aye. Key positions, not right wing. Like, I do think we'd, we really do need another central midfielder because I know Armstrong's been playing well, Brown is, and you've got Tam. But the three of them, I'd, Browns, you've got to imagine he isn't going to be able to perform at this level I for think he, I think a long time. I think he'll get rest. Um, if the league's wrapped up in April, 
he'll get rested. April, May, hopefully, Touchwood play the <coughs> cup final, cup, cup semi final, cup final if we get there. Um, but he'll be rested a lot in May, April and May, thinking about yeah. the qualifiers. You need to kind of wrap him in cotton wool. And, uh, and Armstrong, although he's been terrific recently, I think we know that he has to work on his passing at the next level. If we're going to go up levels he's here. He's working his shooting. And his shooting. Not, not, not close in. Close in, I think he's completely changed his technique on how he shoots because it's terrific, frankly. But f- from about 10, 15, 20 yards out, he's... He suffers, in my opinion. Kieran, thoughts then from the squad? If you were to, would you bring anyone in? Um, maybe with Bevan for next season would be another centre half because I think we're getting rid of Afi, we're getting rid of Bayata. I don't think McConnell's got a chance either. We really only get Eric and Yozo. We've got Turi, but I don't think Turi will be there next season. I don't think. Uh, I think Turi Turi's come in, done his job. He came in and he can steady the ship, which we've needed when defensively. He's come in, he's given his he's helped with his experience. And it's kind of worked now, um, and I think I don't think he'll last another season. You've still got you've still got uh, Lustig who who will be doing a lot more centre half there, but that's technically only three. If you got one injured and one suspended, that's we're kind of a bit knackered. So I think another another centre half, another kind of semi decent young centre half. Don't know. Bound to be rubbish. Isn't he? He's not. <laughs> he's bound to be. Well, he's not even been getting any chance on the bench. I've not seen much of him. I know we've still got centre halves there. Maybe maybe once Bayat and Effie go, um, and we're needing cover on the bench, you might seem a bit more towards the end of the next uh, the, the second half of this season. Yeah. Ayers, I, I think I read somewhere that Rodgers is trying to make him into a centre half. Is that how he's trying to do? Yeah, because he is but a defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah. I think I read that somewhere. I mean, I don't know if if MD's kind of caught. You know, kept he did in pre-season. He played a lot in centre half in yeah. pre-season, so yeah. you can see that's what he's doing. Is Christian been watching him in the? Youths or something. He scored for Norway's under twenty ones. I think two goals maybe recently. He's been taking to Dubai for a wee holiday. Do not score that that when we scaled Disco Bride. Was it twenty? Do not get four or five in that. I'm just making that up. I think you're completely. I'm making that up. Was Disco Bride not? 1-0 or something? No, no, no. Uh, no, because no, 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 the, the thingy not score? Is that not... It was your man that scored, didn't it? Colin, Kazim, Richards? No, 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 not not the first team. I mean, the development squad. Oh, he was scored, he scored Bride. East Coast Bride, it was someone else, because East Coast Bride are still on that run where they're undefeated, so... But it was like the East Coast Bride development team, if I've even got that. But I'm sure it was East Coast Bride. have even got that. <laughs> right, and anyway, what's your point? A junior team's reserve team, <laughs> and he scored... He scored four? What were you, big man? I think if... There's no specific position that I think is in dire need of Number strengthening. 10. But um, I think if you if you were to take away the, f- the, the the first team, right, if you take them away, replace them with, it, with who's left, I think you could argue that there's a player in every single position on the pitch that can go. I think you've got... Do we, two, have, a full, you've do get, we have a full 11 that can go? Yeah, I think so. No, like, like, Let's do it. In, like, Let's like, name it. In, in some positions, you've got multiple. Why, why are you laughing? Is it cause I was wondering what you were doing in your hand in your pocket there. Why? Because well, he said he's got tw- he inherited 29. I don't think many of them at the door. Uh, Apart you, from you, obviously you loans. Think, think about it, right? Well, you've got, you get by and goal. Why am I calling by his first name? Right? Bye. You've got, you've oh, got, um, you've got Yan- Yanko at right back. Yep. No, gone, wait a minute. He, I thought we got rid of him. No, he's on loan. He's on loan. Still. Uh, you've got Boyata, Effie, Le- left back you've got Izzy, now is he going to get a new contract or not because it's about to run up, so you've got a decision to make there. He's no getting a leaving do anyway. And for the purposes of this, aye, you can go. Aye. So aye. you can go. Um, Gary McKay-Steven. You've got Gary McKay-Steven, you've Robertson got Commons, and you've got 
Um, how can we pop out in the right? Robots. What? Roberts. Roberts, I will. He's leaving anyway. Well, he is leaving. He is. He is. He does play for one of the biggest clubs in England. You know, <laughs> he's off. But you're too clutching his toes there. Then you've got Beaton. Well, you could put Henderson. As you've well. got Henderson, Henderson, and then you could argue McGregor's no ready to be like you wouldn't pick yeah, him for the first team. He's a daddy. And then he's up, daddy. up front, you've got Shifty. <laughs> so you've got a full team there that could go. Obviously, that's not all going to happen in one go. And then you've got to bring other players in. I, I think I think a four-four-one you played there. Hold oh, on, if you're McGregor, it's a five. I, five I think I think personally with this window, anyway, it's you want to get. Obviously, we want to get players to bed them in for for the the Champions League qualifiers, and that's important. But I think it's also a case of we just need to be looking for quality. If we can get, if a quality player comes up, we sign them. I don't think we're desperate at this point but if we can get a quality signing in say someone and I, I know it's not going to happen but someone like James McCarthy who's maybe fallen out of favour at his club that he's at but yeah, he's been good in the past I'm not saying him but I'm saying that type of player then you would you would sign him if you had the opportunity to you would the point is you're only going to go with someone who is a real, a real bit of quality yeah, yeah. would you not want James McCarthy for? Last time I spoke to you, you did. No, I didn't. No, you did. No, I didn't. No, you did. No, I didn't. Well, I want him, but... <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> really interesting. Um, this guy, um, is there anyone out there, like, when we're talking about James McCarthy, and, you know, I, I, the idea of being able to sign Snodgrass, now Hull um, rejected a £3 million bid from West Ham for Snodgrass. Um, Has he signed a new contract <laughs> with Hull? It's an automatic right. contract extension of one year, but right. basically he wants to leave, and... Uh, West Ham had a three million pound bid rejected. My, my point is, it doesn't necessarily on the details. My point is, if we could push the boat out and get Snodgrass, he would probably be my one of my number one picks. Complain the left hand side, complain the number ten role. Thank you, very versatile. Complain the number ten role. Yeah, I'll get man. <laughs> Decent crossing. They can. Oh, is, the right is, is there anyone that you can think of? Off the top of your the head right or is there anyone uh, from the squad that, that desperately need to cut? And yeah, I, I think it's more important that we maybe try and develop a couple of the youth players, especially if we're going to hopefully wrap the league up by, what, the start of March, uh, middle of March. I'm, I'd like to see a couple of the youth <coughs> players get a chance. If they're not going to be good enough, that's fine, we'll find that out, but it's more important that we get maybe one youth player coming through each season. It's not bad. I, I don't think uh, the pressures at Celtic is going to allow that. Yeah, well, the, the thing as I well is, a good idea though, but I, I think it has to be natural because we've had conversations about this in the past, especially when we haven't been doing so good. It's like, oh, can we not bring through youth players? I think ultimately, if they're good enough, they'll come through. Tierney did, do you know? I think, uh, you know, you Tierney got the opportunity. Tierney got the opportunity because we had a crisis at left back, and we had to play someone. Our crisis was the fact that we only had one left back. Yeah, but he stood out. I mean, that's bad. No, no, that's no, bad I'm planning. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying. But point is, his opportunity came from a crisis, and therefore it's not like we developed him and then oh he naturally came in. It was like we'll stick this wee guy in here and yeah. see if it works. And it I don't did. know if that's true. It's also no, I know, I know we we're in a, a we we're in a, a bit of a spot with it, but I don't think they stuck said let's stick him in and see no, if it no, works. No, that that sounds really like thingy. But what yeah, I mean it is, does, sounds sorry. really coarse. But it what I mean sound. is, they obviously seen that he did good. They put him into the team maybe quicker than they thought they would have had to. 
And they, instead of saying, oh, here's one game and then not playing him for five and then one game, it was like, well, you're going to have to play three or four games. And he went with it. Lots of other players wouldn't. Lots of other players would have went, this is too much for me. You know, and they might have collapsed under the pressure. But Tierney is just fantastic. And that's why Calvin, Calvin Miller... Now, Calvin Miller played that game and Calvin Miller's just turned 19. Played that game against... Uh, who was it he played against? Hamilton, was it? No, it wasn't Hamilton. Was it? Cup game. Partick Thistle. Um, and what happened was he got kind of... The guy, the guy he was playing against kind of in, in behind a couple of times and he kind of struggled a little bit. But that's fine because it's his first game. But when plus, is he, pl- going, to, plus when is he d- going to play a game? Plus he played him at left back. It's uh, not a left back. Right back. He's a winger. So but I mean, we get young players coming through though, they're gonna play in the the outer sides of the, the team. You can't really throw them into the centre, the dangerous parts. There's more chance of something going wrong. That's why everybody you've all been getting on uh, Calmax back because he's in the, the centre of midfield, that's where he's he should still be learning, but he's making mistakes. Learning he's about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty one, sorry. No but the idea that you play him against Partick Thistle or Hamilton is because it's theoretically one of our, our, our easier games. Now the problem I've got is see if you're going to play guys that play in the middle out in areas where they can't cause any problems, that's just defeating the purpose. That was a problem with Armstrong. Why was he playing? McGeoch as well, he McGeoch. I I think we could agree that it, it didn't work out for him. Nakamura was played out, really out of position oh, yeah. for the whole time he was here by Strachan. McGeady started off as a central player, ended up getting shunted out to the wing. I think it's a Scott, a particularly Scottish thing. If Calvin Miller... Protect them by sticking them out wide. Aye, it means that they can't no lose trust. the ball. There's or no trust there. There's no trust, and I think that's... Now, I've got complete faith in Brendan, so I'll let him away with Calvin Miller, because, <laughs> let's be honest, he's wonderful. Are we all in agreement about that? Brendan Rodgers is wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, something that unites you know, us, that's really nice. Although if everyone keeps agreeing it, then I might just decide to go on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, he's a bit of a one-trick pony, that yeah, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, really but nice. ultimately... I, he's I, not I, got a plan C. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, I think that there should be more trust. But if Brendan wants a date, he can. Well, that really wasn't much of a point. But I'd like to see, we're talking about young players being developed, I'd like to see Aitchison coming on with like, 20 minutes to go. He's only 16 though, <laughs> or 17 though. Aye, but he's the only other striker that we've got um, named in our first team squad, apart from Nadir. Aye, but he's only young. Yeah. Yeah, maybe need another striker. Let, so. me, let me ask Louis McCaffrey this. With that team that we mentioned there... Um, the our reserve team that we can get rid of. The Dross. The Dross. Dross 11. Where would they finish in the SPL? With oh. a good manager. Oh, they'd absolutely dominate it, obviously. <laughs> would they, cha- they would probably challenge Rangers for second. Uh, Seriously? Do you think that that team could win the league? Celtic weren't there. If we weren't in it? Aye. Aye. Probably. Or challenge for it, at least. With a decent manager. I think, I, think, I, think, I think I'm not saying I'm, what I'm saying is the, the Boyata Effie well see the, th- the, the thing is, see, is, is as poor as they are it's because of the expect I'm not, I'm not saying have them as a Celtic team I'm saying have them as another club if that was Hearts you'd be looking at those players thinking oh now if, if Effie Ambrose fucks up now and then Hearts aren't expecting to win every single game so it's not that big a deal and that's the point it's the expectation levels 
a lot of these players yeah. walk into. Th- th- those players are maybe not good enough for us, but they'll still go and apply their trade somewhere else. I, I don't know if you saw uh, bloody Tyler Blackett was playing for Reading against Man U back at Old Trafford. Now, I, I, I've not seen him. I don't, I don't follow Reading. But the fact that he's clearly he's a first-team player and he's a starter for Reading, he was absolutely horrendous when he played for us. And yet he's clearly gone on and he's playing the champion for a championship team and he's going to Old Trafford and play. Like he's gone on to something, he's still playing. But that's the somebody in this room player, somebody in this room said Tyler Black, it was a good player. It was you. No, it wasn't it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. It must have been. It was Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. Because he came from Man United, you were like, ah, sure, I suppose. He can't have signed for Man United if he's not a good player. I love that argument. <laughs> but I, I think you make, it, you make it as a good point, but I think that also shows the, the whole argument of oh, the Scottish Premiership uh, is shite compared to the, the champ, English Championship. If you look at some of the players that have been shit up here, that have went down to England, and especially the Championship, and done really, really well... And, the, 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 po- the point Brighton. about the Dross 11 though is the fact that we have got so many players that we need <laughs> the Dross 11 we, 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 need, we need to get rid we need to get rid of these players like there's so many players this, this window I bet Brendan Rodgers is spending a, a half his time trying to get players out the door I, I rather than Boyat and Effie 15 grand each at least maybe even 18 uh, let's say that's 30 grand Commons 30 grand 25 or something no, 20 but let's say he's on 20 right that's 50 grand a week and that's just getting rid of three players. Mm. We could end up actually, if we got a red, if we do a lovely squad turnover within the next two windows, we could end up freeing up a lot of money on a week, a, a lot of week. I suppose, I, I suppose we're guessing at what those figures are, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 imagine, I imagine they'll be on. But, put it this way, right, two players that have been mentioned tonight and what's kind of common is for Celtic fans is to go, oh, we could never get them. Snodgrass and McCarthy are both Celtic fans. Both come from Celtic backgrounds, support the club. Both of them would, I imagine, would like to play for them. Say you offered either one of them 50 grand. Forget about the fee, right? 50 grand a week to come to Celtic. Would they take it? is on 36 grand a week. Right. Is he? How do you know? How do you, where do these figures come from? Did you find these wage slippers? Make some up. Make some no, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making that up because he was a free agent and they were talking about, um, it was in the times and it was potential... Um, Free agents and what they were on. Right? So, so what? Right, okay. What do you reckon McCarthy's on? He's on McCarthy, seventy. Seventy. It's been said that seventy's on seventy because he got right. a big move and therefore he got That's right. So theoretically, if you offered, let's not even say fifty. Let's say forty grand a week. I think they'd come. I think we could put a package like that together, and I think they'd come. I think the potential of Champions League football. If I, you pay it, I they think, will I come. Think Snodgrass would definitely oh, come. No doubt about it. I think. I'm not so sure. I, no, I, I do. I think McCarthy would be more up for it than Snodgrass. So at this point. Snodgrass has come out and said that if he had a chance that he, he recently, he basically wants to play for Celtic. He's actively trying to make a move happen. McCar- he wants to come back up here. The, 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 th- the difference between McCarthy and Snodgrass is the McCarthy fee would be a bigger problem. No, yeah, no doubt about it. And Unless I, we got him an 18 month loan deal. I don't want any more loan deals. Nah, the last one didn't work it. Worked out beautifully. <laughs> Louis's been in Donegal with no signal for most of the time when Paddy <laughs> Roberts has been shining. That must be the problem. Uh, and on that bombshell, um, we are done. First 90 Minute Cynic of 2017. Thanks everyone for listening. And as always, you can check us out on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic. We are on Speaker, speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. Um, 
iTunes. Um, if you go to iTunes and subscribe, and also uh, if you want to leave a, a positive comment, don't leave a negative one, that's pure shady. Um, so just search for 90 Minute Cynic on iTunes. All these details and all the links are on our Twitter feed. Um, check out 90minutecynic.com uh, where you can see the, the new supplement with all those really interesting and varying different types of articles. Um, also, what's that? 18,000. Sorry. Um, Keith made a terrific fan uh, fan video for the Celtic and Rangers and Celtic game. Uh, check it out on YouTube. But uh, links have been posted uh, on, again, on the Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, you've got all the links to everything we do, basically. So um, get involved with that at 90 Minutes Cynic. Uh, Lou McCaffrey, the housewife's favourite. Thanks for having me. It's been brilliant. So, Manny, great to see you. I hope you're back sometime soon. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, Kieran always a pleasure always a pleasure so Manny we're going to see you more regular <sighs> hopefully yes enjoyed being back the bounce <laughs> bounce with Louis it's great this is sellable this is sellable this is sellable I mean there was real vitriol between me and Christian a few times last season yeah this is you know the next best thing but you, you and Christian don't like each other as you and Louis are actually pals I don't think Christian likes me but I'm a big fan of him yeah, I'm a big fan of Christian. Yeah. He's very handsome. So is Louis, so maybe that's where the tension comes from, you know? Well, you're handsome as well, I think. Not as handsome as those two. Where, where see if we were going to put up a billboard. Where did I rank, though, to be fair? You, right, see if we were going to put up a billboard, it would be Louis and Christian sitting in a seat smiling and you standing in the background. With my arms folded with a microphone. A wee bit back for them, too. <laughs> that's great, that's awesome. Keith, pleasure as always. Your work has been exemplary. He's recently. no one on the billboard. Neither am I, but neither am I. Neither am I. You're just controlling us from the. Back. <laughs> uh, your video on YouTube is terrific, and as we say, if you just keep tweeting out links, um, we'll get more views. And yeah. also, if, if you go to your YouTube, there are plenty of um, videos. We've got the stuff from the um, sort of the, the what's it called? The thing at the boardroom. Ah, kind of. The street to the boardroom. <laughs> Um, with uh, uh, Matt McGlone and David Lowe um, and we, we tweet out those links now and again but um, yeah you should check them out Keith pleasure as always thank you very much it's been great energy this evening uh, energy's been terrific um, I'm Chris Gallagher we are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road <laughs>
bony fingers, no warmth in the light. There's not a human amongst us who believes that this is right. A boy saw his father in the moonlight at ten. He strained his eyes for a good while, taking aim on the government. Cause you can't break it, don't think this pain is forever. Cause you can't make it, just break this grip of the terror. Cause you can't break it. Yeah. 